How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. where we married our two favorite pastimes the denver broncos and beer i am jt matthews you can find me at jt matthews 01 on twitter and i am here with the dr nicholas manning at dr underscore and manning on twitter and of course you can follow the show at orange underscore and underscore brew on instagram and twitter uh interact with us shoot us a message we'd love to hear from y'all uh doc how we feeling on this uh Last Monday of January. Oh, it is. Yeah, uh, we're uh, two days away from February. It wow, like this year is crazy. Flying. Jeez, I feel like the older crazy. I get, the shorter the years go. Yeah, I think it kind of works that way. I don't I mean, know why. It doesn't. It's all perception, you know, because you, because uh, time goes the way that time goes. It's all a construct. And blah 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 blah. Uh, I'm good, ma'am. Got some good fun things coming up. Taking the wife to Vegas for her birthday yeah. next month. Thanks for watching my kids. Then going to Mexico in March. So as the days tick, get closer to that. Uh, and we're closer to the NFL offseason, mm-hmm. which is always fun. You, know, you and I both enjoy the heck out of this time. So we are we're getting towards there. How about you? How are you? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good time of year for sports in general. Like you know, I think the one thing that the NFL does better than any of the other sports is the off season, and it's uh-huh. spread out in such a way that there's always something happening. So it'll be, yeah. it'll be Senior Bowl and, and Shrine Bowl, and then it'll be uh, the Combine, and then it'll be, well, obviously the Super Bowl. Um, there'll be the draft. You know, then uh, free agencies in there. Like it just, it all just kind of rolls into the next season. So. NFL is definitely king when it comes to the uh, the full calendar year of, of sports coverage. Uh, but basketball is going on. NBA is ro- ro- rocking and rolling. NHL is rocking and rolling. Avs are hanging in there. Nuggets, uh, they suffered a bad defeat to the, the 76ers, which was sad because all, all of the, you know, it's always the Jokic versus Embiid uh, head-to-head crap that, like, yeah. let's just enjoy both players. People can't do that. Uh, I do think Embiid took the snub, uh, the all-star all-star snub starter, uh, personally, because he came out and played maybe the best game of his career so far. Mm-hmm. One of them, he was he was killing it. Um, but we've got all sorts of things to look forward to. I think, but you're doing it right because you got you've got vacations upcoming, and this is like the dead time of year for like your holidays, right? Like you got through mm-hmm. Christmas. Your next holiday is not till May, probably Memorial Day. You know, 
uh, I think you're doing it right. That's the best time to do the vacations is like March, April. Boom. I think you're nailing it. You know, you just gotta knock those times out when you can. So, uh, you know, gotta give yourself reasons to be excited about life. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit. For life to be exciting for you. You're doing it the wrong way. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta go after it go hard. Yeah. Bull by the horns, baby. That's right. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl matchup. It's going to be uh, inevitably the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Some good games this weekend. Well, a good game this weekend. Uh, the Bengals versus Kansas City was a good, a good matchup. Uh, ended in an unsatisfactory way, obviously, for Broncos fans. 15-yard uh, personal foul to put him in field goal range to win the game. Feels a little cheap, but, you know, got to... God, that's why you play the game, right? That's why you play every snap, because every snap matters. Yeah. It is unfortunate. I did say before this, though, that there, any combination of the four teams, in my opinion, was going to give a, a good matchup. You know, I thought all four teams could, you know, make a make a case to win the Super Bowl. The 49ers losing their third string quarterback to go to their fourth string quarterback and then their fourth string quarterback getting hurt. I just that yeah. I mean it definitely uh you know, it made the a competitive first quarter into a laugher. Yeah, um, for sure. But uh, I do think that the Eagles are were probably the more complete team anyway. Yeah, and I so, agree. Uh, I I feel like they were they were going to make it, and E A G L E S. Yes, Eagles. I, I think it'll be a good matchup, man. I, you know, Patrick Mahomes is is he, that dude's just, just different. He he's, uh, he's a good player. Uh, the way that San, that uh, Kansas City brings pressure, I think, will be really, um, really interesting. How they defend the the read option, but you know, in the AFC, there's a lot of those those talents. They played Josh Allen, who's a running quarterback, uh, etc. So there are players like that that I think that they have had to manage. However, you know, the Eagles do have two thousand yard receivers. Yeah, right. Miles Sanders, who's a really good player, Jalen Hurts, who is a a phenomenal player. You have a, a, probably the best O line in in the league. Uh, they're pretty healthy. You know, they get they got guys back this week, so um, you know, definitely think that the Eagles right now have the edge. Um, but at least on the field, uh, right. Kansas City has it in the in the coaching staff and the experience. Right? They've was it five straight AFC hosting the AFC Championship games. This will be yep. Super Bowl three. In that period of time, which is, you know, that's uh, um, that's phenomenal. Don't let Tom Brady's success fool you. This, this kind, of, these kind of runs don't happen. Uh, so right. it'll be, I think it'll be a good matchup. No, I think so too. Um, yeah, I, I think on the field, like you said, Eagles have the the edge, especially if Mahomes isn't fully healthy. Um, you know, in the two weeks that he gets to to get back to good, hopefully. You know, I, I want to see it a competitive game. So hopefully Mahomes isn't too hampered by his injury. Um, let's talk about the gulf between a team like Kansas City and a team like Denver, though, because something that, you know, we have to talk about. We have to be realistic about this team. Um, I think last offseason we thought with the way our defense had played, if we just got a quarterback to come in, then all our woes were going to be fixed. And obviously that wasn't the problem. Um so I don't know. I mean, what's what's the biggest difference that you see 
in a team like Kansas City, a team like Philadelphia, or even, you know, uh, Cincinnati and uh, San, San Francisco versus a team where Denver's at, like a, a, not just Denver, obviously there's a lot of teams yeah. in the boat, but teams of that caliber. Um, why are they competitive? Why are other teams not? I think the the difference is so all of them, in my opinion, have top tier quarterbacks. I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, elite. I don't know how we make that argument, but would you trade your quarterback for that quarterback? Is the game I play? Answer is yes four times. Yeah. So then the question after Wait, that you, is, you trade your quarterback for Brock Purdy? I would. Would you? What? Yeah, Brock. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just. I'm just curious. You know. No, I I mean more like how how are they playing? Would I trade Russ? Probably not. Um, but how he was playing? I mean, the kid was phenomenal, and especially in the system. Um, so you know, would you trade how he's playing for your guy right now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that said, I think the difference between the two championship teams and the Denver Broncos, one is preparedness. So obviously that'll that'll get over-examined when we when we get deeper into the coaching talk. Second is both of their offensive lines they have invested in. Both of them have uh, really solid, you know, fundamental inside out. Yeah, Creed Humphrey is a really good center uh, for Kansas City. Jason Kelsey is potentially, you know, maybe the top five center in NFL history. I don't know. I like the the maybe. guy is. Still Maybe good. The best interior uh, offensive, offensive line right you know, now. Yep, yeah, right now. And then, you know, he he's older, but he ain't slowing down. Um, and so that to me is uh is pretty phenomenal. And then their ability to really bring pressure. So obviously the Broncos sustained a lot of injuries, uh, but even that, you know, the intermittent pressure. Uh, but those teams can bring pressure with uh yeah. with four, uh, especially the Eagles, right? And what do they, what do they get? Like 60 sacks this year, six years, yeah, like yeah, something absurd, lot. you know, challenging for the NFL record. Um, Hassan Reddick should have been a Bronco, but whatever. And uh, we did talk about that. Yeah. That is my guy. Uh, uh-huh. Those to me are, are the, the differences. Um, I think Kansas city really started playing better when they committed to the run. I think that that's also when the Bengals started being more dynamic when they were really balanced. And so, that's one aspect. I mean, you saw with the Broncos when they started playing better towards the end of the season, they committed to the run, right? Latavius Murray looked like a really good running back when who knows if he is, but they committed to it. The offensive line woes um, decreased. And so uh, I think if they can really address and solidify the offensive line, um, bring some interior pressure, you got to be able to have guys like push the pocket. Yeah. There's a chance to compete. You know, Russ will be the wild card because he's going to be the quarterback next year and potentially probably the year after that. If you get the last two games, Russ, I think that'd feel pretty good. If uh, if you get uh, pick a bad game, Russ, not great. Yeah, take your pick. Yeah, take your pick. Um, yeah, I, I, it's hard. I, I think a lot of it too, and. and this may tie into our next topic a little bit, but I, you know, I think the coaching for those teams feels different. The scheming for those teams, I think your ability to, uh, we've talked about it and you've, you've said it specifically, but like scheme players open, you know, I think the Broncos offensive talent, uh, at least in the skill positions is, is really good. 
And I, I believe that going into this year, I still believe that uh, maybe I've taken a step back on that a little bit, but I still think that they, they have really good receivers. Obviously, Javante Williams healthy. They've got a nice uh, backfield there um, with whoever they decide they're going to pair with them. Um, but the coaching, I mean, obviously we've seen the effect of uh, what a poor coach brings to the table, and it's a, a bit of a disaster. You know, if we're talking about Andy Reid, you know, I, I think he was probably someone when he came on with Kansas City was I, I think he got his due respect. I don't think people understood how good of a coach he actually was. I think we're kind of, at least personally, rounding into an area where you can say, yeah, I think he's, uh, you know, arguably one of the best coaches in the NFL, maybe the top uh, coach outside of maybe guys like Belichick that are past their prime potentially, uh, or, you know, their scheme is not working the same as it used to work. But um, it just brings back into question how much, coaching has to do with that and i think all of the coaches you know young young or old uh that were um that were highlighted in these playoff games were just are again would you trade your would you trade your coaching staff for that or would you trade right. your your head coach for that head coach i think in in all of those cases you would say yes yep there's uh there's a lot i think the the thing you can look at is like the hope portion of it yeah one is how bad the Bengals were two years ago so obviously last year played phenomenal um the the 49ers have been on a really good run uh but they really they, they stripped it down and built it up and so i think that's something to be able to know but really the eagles right so they had carson wentz they were terrible you, you take a flyer on jalen hurts wasn't that great you, right. you adjust the offense you really kind of commit change who you are um, and get the right pieces to fit, and then boom, you go from, you know, when they came to Den. Gosh, that game was still rough to to see last year. <laughs> anyway, but uh, you know, you you're near 500 or under 500, rail off a whole bunch of wins, get in the playoffs, and then now all of a sudden, you know, you they have been the team all year really, and so right. it can happen that quick, right? It can happen that quick, and and you wouldn't say that they necessarily went out and got. You know, Hassan Reddick was a, a nice contract, but it wasn't Von Miller money. You know, they got right, right. Uh, Bradbury, James Bradbury, for a one-year deal. For You know, I think his deal was somewhat what they gave Darby. The Broncos gave uh, Darby or, or Kyle Fuller the year before. Yeah. You know, so it's they got Fletcher Cox on the inside, but he took a paid <clears throat> cut, I believe. Right? And so... um you know, they traded Zach Ertz last year. So, yeah. you know, it's like they made some moves. That you're like, ah, uh, I wonder. They they were smart, traded a, a number one pick for a number one receiver. Yeah. Uh, you know, A.J. Brown is a is a, a, a beast. Could the Broncos maybe do something like that? No, no, don't right. know, I wouldn't say. But, uh, you know, a couple moves away from from one being really competitive and then, you know, maybe two two solid seasons of making moves, some competent coaching. Uh, away from from being back at it so the nfl is just it's quick like that right it's uh if you have a good plan you can execute it got good coaching and and uh can stay healthy yeah, why not us yeah yeah no i agree i think you've seen teams turn it around pretty quickly too so i uh -huh. think with the right uh formula 
you know, you can get look at Jacksonville, right? Like, yeah, they played yeah. soft schedule ish, but you know, they they won a playoff game. They competed in Kansas City in the snow with a really young, you know, young roster. So, you know, with with Doug Peterson, who wasn't, you know, didn't get a lot of love last cycle, was fired in Philly, right? Obviously, all that stuff. He's right. a he's a huge contributor to that roster, that team, yeah. as well as uh, the Jaguars. So, um, you know, the presumed death of the Broncos for next year already, right? When we don't even know what's going to happen with the with coaching, blah, 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 blah. It's just this league isn't like any other, right? We all know the Rockies aren't going to be very good next year. We know that. Right, right, uh, right. You know, every other sports, because of how they're built, usually take seasons to get there. Right, the Avalanche took a slow build, slow build, like they had you yep. know, take steps. Um, in basketball, you can do it, but you got to tear it down and throw a whole bunch of money out. It's really hard to draft your way into immediate, comp- you know, competition. So, uh, but that NFL is just like that, you know, thirty to forty percent of your roster is new every year. So, um, so you you kind of expect for them to uh, uh, to be able to figure some stuff out for sure. Uh, let's talk about coaching because we about what? Uh, what is that? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not anything that we've been talking <laughs> about lately. Uh, let's take a little different angle, though. <clears throat> I, I what I'll say to start is that there's been a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. We've been following that noise pretty closely. Uh, everything's kind of died down right now a little bit. You know, I think the names that were hot early on have cooled. Um, you know, there's talks of um Sean Payton having a difference of opinion as far as control of the team. Uh Harbaugh said he's gone back, he's gonna go back to Michigan. And people have confirmed that quote unquote, confirm in air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um really haven't heard anything more of Dan Quinn. Uh it seems like uh Ryan's maybe headed to Houston. You know, it, there's just all this stuff out there right now. And it kind of puts Broncos fans uh with a little discomfort i think just knowing like okay teams are making moves teams are getting the guys that they want what are we missing as a fan base and what should we how should we be feeling about all this because i think the inclination is like oh maybe nothing's going according to plan they had this plan to hire who they wanted and nothing's working out or the flip side of that is media is just taking their best guess and no one really knows uh, and we're just kind of left as fans in the middle. Um, so maybe you can put our hearts at ease a little bit with this whole process. <laughs> maybe. I you know, I think it's interesting, right? And it's like I saw people are frustrated about the lack of transparency about the search. Right. So two things. You and I talked about this a little bit beforehand. Yeah. One. We, we know at least the majority, if not everyone, that they have interviewed, right? It was transparent in that. So we know at least the formality of the of the folks that they have interviewed. Sure. So there's some transparency there. The other part is, you know, no other organization gave information about their negotiation with, with, uh, with potential staff, right? There were other people in consideration other than Frank Reich. Some of those conversations probably went to how much do you want to get paid, Coach Blah versus right. Coach Blah. We don't know any of that stuff. We don't even know right now actually what Frank Reich is going to make, right? So there's some transparency levels that we are we aren't privy to. 
And in one opinion, you could think that means that there is a tight lid with this group and stuff's not leaking out, which could be a positive because you don't really want other organizations to know how much you want someone because then you get what, you know, what we're perceiving happening in Houston, where now they, they've increased their aggressiveness to go get D'Amico Ryan's because it was put out there that he was the Broncos top candidate. Right. Uh, so that's what you get when you get transparency. Now, potentially you lost him. Maybe they sit on their hands uh, and, and don't do anything. Maybe that came from D'Amico's side. Who, who knows? But there's some concern there. You know, and I think the important thing is only one coach has taken a job so far. So the Broncos haven't lost on their candidate yet because they haven't hired anyone. You know, there's some concern, but most teams are dragging their feet right now. So, you know, I think until the, the carousel stops, you know, who's to say that they didn't get who they wanted. And I have, you know, I have sat in a chair. I have interviewed people. I've selected someone they burned out and I went back to my second candidate and they were the much better candidate. I just whiffed. So because you maybe preconceived notions, maybe, you know, you're writing the narrative that you want to, which happens uh, for all of us. I think the slower that they go, the likelihood, and especially if, you know, you know, if they're, um, they're able to kind of stick to maybe what their criteria was. I feel better about that than if they made the panic hire. Sure. They were the first one. It was five days into the process. They hired someone because I think that's what happened with Nathaniel Hackett, right? I think we're all oh, pretty yeah. clear. They got spooked that he was going to go to Jacksonville and maybe lose him. They wanted all of their options open and they pulled the trigger and then you see what happened. So you 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 can't want it both ways. I want them to slow down and make sure that they pick the right person, but I want them to hurry up to do it. Yeah, no, uh, and that makes sense. It's It's hard though, you know, I think – it's constantly in your face, you know, with, with social media, the way that it is, I know I'm glued to Twitter. I know you're glued to Twitter at times. Uh, and I think we all are as, as sports fans, just trying to see what, what bit of news is going to drop, who has the check mark that matters, that is going to say something that is going to tip, uh, the hand one way or another. Um, I think that it's a little bit refreshing to have kind of the lack of transparency, Uh, I think it's fun to know what's going on with the team. I also think it's, I I don't know, it may not be the healthiest way to run things. You know, I think processes are processes for a reason. You've got to, they've got to go through whatever that looks like for them. Mm -hmm. And like you said, if, if guys were disappearing off the board, if guys were being hired elsewhere, guys that were considered to be serious contenders for the Broncos head coaching job, maybe you panic a little bit as a fan. But I think the fact that most of those guys are, you know, there are rumors of what they're going to do next, but nothing's set in, in stone for any of them at, up to this point. Right. Uh, I think that Broncos fans should just take a breath and hope that the the process is working out the way they want it to. Yeah. You know, because it's good. You know, could there be some hindsight because they didn't interview candidates that maybe you wanted. Sure. Right. So last year, really, they picked the one person that, that flamed out. Um, right, you didn't right. know until you find out. And so you, you know, but Shane, it's Steichen, right? I have no idea. I thought it was Steichen. I thought it was, I thought it was Steichen, when they were talking. Yeah. I thought when they were, when Greg Olson was saying it, it was like, a, sorry, uh, he 
he got passed up. It's unlike he was, you know, he was supposed to be the guy in Carolina. Hot name, right? Seemed to be doing a fantastic job. Gets passed up. Jonathan Gannon, another, you know, up and coming candidate. He was supposed to be the guy in Houston. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and and he got passed up. Who knows what Arizona's doing, right? Like, I don't who know. Knows? Who knows what Arizona's doing? And then, <laughs> um, you know, the Colts potentially, maybe they bring back Jeff Saturday. Right. You know, I mean, and that's weird, but obviously that means that the candidates that they have polled or interviewed haven't overwhelmed them more than Jeff Saturday, who was questionable at best in his interim. Right. So, um, so maybe, you know, maybe some of these, uh, these candidates aren't as strong as we had thought. That said, I like the pool that they've picked. Something has to be said for Ajiro Evero, Jim Caldwell, Raheem Morris, and who's the other? Who's the last one? David Shaw being all notified yeah. that they aren't moving. So that leaves the other four. And that's a pretty strong pool. That means that they haven't ruled out necessarily anyone in their top. And I know yeah. we keep hearing about this guy's out or that guy's out. They're not yet, though. Right. They're not yet. Right. And so until the Broncos hire a coach, no one is out. Right. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you about it. Well, they said, yeah, they said, yeah, Josh McDaniel was supposed to be the coach of the Indianapolis Colts, was on his way to the press conference and then turned around. So, yeah. Uh, we shall we shall see. My only real big gripe, to be honest with you, has been they didn't hire an outside firm. That there wasn't some sure, help sure. really making sure that uh that they had some support in that for especially for a brand new group heading up their search in terms of NFL coaching. Greg Penner is yeah. not uh, um is not a football guy. And you know, Damani Leach is, but he's not a part of that search group. You know, he right, might be in right. the background, but he's not a part of that. So, you know, George Payton is, but um, he's not heading it up necessarily. That to me is a little bit of the stuff, you know, they're wanting to do a lot of the work themselves, which I think is admirable, but probably leave some holes open. So uh, we shall see question for you. Let's play a little pick the date. When yeah. do you think the Broncos announce that they've come to agreement with their head coach for the 2023 season? Man, I want to say soon, but with the way it's been going, I don't know that I feel that way. Um, Let me think. I'm trying to think of who's who's available. I don't know that. I think it'll be sooner than later still. I do think that, you know, I think the process takes time. But I think that it, it's been a few weeks now. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, obviously they've had interviews. You know, I think they're probably whittling it down to, to whom they want. I'd probably say... Beginning of next week, maybe by next Monday, we'll know who the coach is. You think it'll be? Are you are you picking Monday? Like I want to. I want you to pick a date. I'll pick Monday. I think. Um, I think. I still think they're obviously. We don't know, but they've they've whittled it down a little bit. You know, I think there's going to be a little more whittling to do before they they land on exactly who they want it to be. So I'll say that that could take up to a week. So I'm going to say the sixth. Mm-hmm. I like it. What's your I'm going to say, so it says 30th, 31st. I'm going to say by the second, by Thursday. I would, I, it's just, it's just been so quiet. It's, it's right? hard to imagine it would be that quick, but, I, but I can see, I mean, we just don't know how far along in that, to right. the end game of that process they're in. So 
You, you know what Biggie Small said, right? What did he say? Real G's move in silence. <laughs> Who's the real yeah. G? In this, in little, this little, little, little Wayne concurred. So, <laughs> uh, Greg Penner and Dude. George Payton. Yeah, they're all they're all real G's. Moving Are we? Um, do you have any concern about Penner heading that group? You brought it up a little bit, and, and said you'd prefer the outside source. Obviously, I'm wondering if we're seeing a little bit of that that ego come through with with yeah. Penner heading this group, and then hearing the reports of uh, Sean Payton and the control. Uh, when he, obviously, you know, he's a, he's a top tier head coach. He's going to want some say over personnel. Um, I wonder how easy he is to get along with or how much he's going to meddle. Uh, and I'm hoping it's not going to be a lot. He didn't show that in the first year mm-hmm. that he's that kind of owner uh, or part of that ownership group. But I, I just wonder if we're starting to kind of see a little bit of that character come through. Uh, yeah. I don't think that you can be that rich and not have an ego. Sure. Um, my belief is he does not want to fail at this, right? You you set a record purchase amount. I don't think you want to half-ass it, right? Like you want to yeah, come in and yeah. you, yeah, I want to show that I belong in this group of 32 teams. And, you know, we didn't come in here to, this isn't a toy. We make money somewhere else, right? Like this is a, uh, this is it. We want to win and we're going to put in the money that's necessary. Uh, I think he knows what good leadership looks like, though. So I think that was missing, obviously. And Nathaniel Hackett had zero control or direction of that locker room and really lost a lot of the players. So if that's what they really want to be able to get, because I think they interviewed, you know, most of the people they interviewed have good football acumen. Yeah. yeah. Jim Arbaugh, Dan Quinn, Jim Caldwell, Raheem Moore, they're all like good football coaches. So really, then, who's the right fit for the organization? Who has the right vision for us? Can you sell it to us? And then, uh, you know, I bet he leans on Peyton for the the football X's and O's. But sure. you know, it, who wows you in the in the room? Which, if you're a billionaire, you know, it's really hard to get wowed by other leaders, right? It's like a, you know, like circles around you. But you know, you want to you want to get one a little bit. And so I, I don't mind it. You know, I I don't mind that. I think. If he starts making pushes for, you know, hey, why don't you go get this guy, right? Daniel Snyder-ish. That right, way, right. You know, that's something I, I I would be really concerned about. He's trying to pick the right head coach for his $4.65 billion company. Uh, I think he should have some say in it. Yeah. And the fact that they haven't rushed on someone makes me feel like, you know, he's not he's not taking the decision lightly. Yeah, for sure. No, I'd agree with that. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. It's just it's been so quiet on that front for so long. We don't really, which is just not, you know, it's picture. not, it's, it's different, right? So the, the mouthpieces, you know, Palacero, who is kind of connected to, to Peyton, yeah, Cliss, who's connected to Elway, right? Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Guys who are really good at their jobs. You know, none of them know George Payton, right. <laughs> or I mean, uh, uh, Greg Penner, right? Like, Greg Penner, yeah. Um. And then who knows what's coming out. And really, he hasn't, you know, there hasn't been a lot. It's been what you hear from Sean Payton's camp or blah, blah, blah. Right. No one knew that Penner flew out to Michigan a week and a half ago to go talk to Jim Harbaugh. You know, I mean, it's hard to miss. So uh, obviously they're doing 
whatever work is necessary to get it done, you know, and, and not necessarily trying to get all the credit and uh, unrelated, right. They flood a whole bunch of teammates for running Hillman service. No one yeah. knew. Yeah. No one you knew. Know? So I don't, I don't think that this is a group that's like, look at me, you know, look at what I did. It's uh, we're just going to, we're going to do what's right. And we know how to win in business. We're going to try and transfer that. We'll see if it works. Um, but I'd rather have them confident than, you know, uh, G Gallian up there, like, yeah, for you know, right, right. <laughs> oh, uh, I think we can play 500 baseball. Great, yeah. thanks for making Great us feel vision. pretty good about the season. Great vision. <laughs> Jeez. Well, let's uh, let's take a break. On the other side, we're going to talk about how we can rebuild this Broncos squad in the offseason a little bit when hitting specifically on the salary cap and. Uh, maybe some free agents that have caught our eyes. So stick with us and we will be right back. Oh, beer time first though. So now we'll be right back. Well, it's our favorite segment. one we always look forward to and maybe uh this one's a little more somber because the Kansas City Chiefs made it to the Super Bowl but regardless it'll pick us up because it's beer time it's beer time and beer time never lets us down it just doesn't even if we get a bad beer we're still getting beer which is you know that's ideal mm-hmm. it always is it always is what uh what do you got going on over there Homie? Oh, I got this good beer, compliments of the doc. Oh, yeah. We brought them over the other day, left one. Well, actually, left all of them, which is a cardinal sin. That's true. Uh, so make sure you come get those. It's called a Good Behavior, Crushable IPA by Odell Brewing Company. Uh, if you've watched, I say watched, listened to the show, you know that we're big Odell fans, so this just falls right into line with what we enjoy it's a crushable ipa 110 calories only which uh nothing wrong with that if you're if you're looking for a diet friendly beer this is one uh 4.0 abv so a lot on the lighter side for sure um it says all good things come in balance we set out to create create an ipa that's both sessionable and bursting with hot flavor good behavior is built like an ipa with bright hot flavors of tropical fruit and juicy peach yeah, balanced with light body, slight haze, and a crisp finish that's truly crushable. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I need I need something like this right now. You know, something to take the edge off. It's going to be refreshing. You know, we've been in a deep freeze for too long now. We need something that's going to to warm us up a little bit. I think this might be it. Wow. And like literally because it's cold. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. That's that's been like yeah. ridiculous. Usually the snow melts by now, and it just won't. And I'm not I'm not happy about it. Yeah, and you're a you're a guy that like will manage the cold, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 
Yeah. It just, it's just it's just it's been it's been a weird winter. Uh but I'm looking forward to some sun. I'm looking forward to some happiness. So maybe this good behavior will will start us into that. Yeah. All maybe right. Nothing. We'll see. Maybe. What do you we'll got? See. What do you what do you got? I got the outlaw by the Tivoli Brewing Company. Oh, I've had it down here in uh in Denver, Colorado. Colorado. This is a just a light lager, four point two ABV. Um Pretty clear, we shall see. But um, you know, got a little, got a little moose on the back. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. Yeah, got a little. I haven't, I haven't had much to believe. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. So I'm excited. I agree with you. I need it. Um, I've been ultra productive like all weekend, uh, and I'm tired. So yeah, getting a uh, getting one of these bad boys in. Uh, might I've feel been cool. only a little productive, and I'm tired. So. I don't know what ultra productive than being tired feels like because I shoot uh, lower than that. That's good. That's <laughs> good. Um, I'm I'm on a good run. Uh, I don't know what I don't know. Like it, sometimes you know when you get on, like on a really good run, yeah, you build up. It, like you know what will happen is then you're like you're gonna crash. Yeah, because I can't yeah. just keep maintaining it, right? Like I'm not a yeah. rocket ship. So uh, yeah. So we'll see. So I bet that that crash will happen soon. Maybe it'll be a light crash. You're going to Vegas soon. Maybe that'll maybe that'll take away some of that. Uh, when when you really feel like you're taking a nosedive, that Vegas trip will even you out a little bit. Make that, that. Landing, landing a little softer. Leave that. Good call. Good call. All right, you ready to pop these babies? Yeah, let's do it, baby. Let's do it. You ready? Let's go. Three, two, one. Mm, that was pretty weak sauce. Oh, mine was good. Was that? Mine was not. At least on my side. I don't know if your audio picks up mine as well, but it better. Was good. I mean, yeah, you'd hope so. Man, did you sip it already? You're just sniffing it. I was just getting the, getting the, a little the, bit of head. The, oh, oh, okay. I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> <laughs> PG-13. Uh-huh. Explicit tag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers. All right, cheers, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a that was not. Oh, right. It's uh, not really. Go, go, you go first. If you want a better, you know, more flavorful Coors Light. Okay, that's what we're dealing with here. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, having what you had, it doesn't taste like that. That's for sure. Even though the ABV is the same, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, it's essentially it's got a little bit more punch than than a Coors Light, but essentially that's what that bad boy is. So, okay. all right. Yeah, I expect that's a little good. more. I expected a little more. I'm just you know generally I'm not a big lager fan, so when I hear lager, I don't ever really get super excited to be honest. <laughs> so you know that's kind of what I expected. Though I think you probably tend to like lagers more than I do. Um, yeah, that's a good solid little beer here. Good behavior. Uh, it is hoppy. It's not like crazy hoppy, so it's got a nice little. It, it's it's subtle. You know, probably. Well, pro- I say that as a IPA drinker, probably not subtle for everyone, but it's definitely not like too heavy. I don't know what the IB uses. I didn't ever see it on here. Let me see if I can find it. But regardless. Uh, it does what it says it's going to do, which yeah. is always always a 
immeasurable for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a little on the light side. Like it definitely, I mean, I can see why they say it's crushable because it's light. There's there's not a ton of flavor outside of the hops. Um, it says something about peach. I didn't get peach. I definitely just got like that that hoppy floral uh, aroma and taste. So, uh, but I'll give it a dub. I'll give it a little dub. All right. Are you giving yours a dub or or an L? No. Oh no. No, and more of it's just it. it yeah, it didn't hit the spot. Yeah. I mean, some days I'm, I think there's beers that like some days you're like, oh yeah, that's a W. And then there's yep. some days yep. you're just like, nah, that's an L. Yeah. You know, with it being whatever it is, what is it right now? One degree? <laughs> yeah. Right. Do we get up to two yet? No, nope, so we're at one. It's not a it's not a it's not a beer for a day like today. A resting, a resting one yeah. degree. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean they can't all win all the time, so true. But uh, we still got to drink beer on a Monday at 1.30, so I consider that a win. Big win. Big, Big win. win. All right, well, let's take a break, and we're going to pop back on the other side with that free agency talk that I uh, teased before when I was wrong. Uh, so stay with us, and we'll be right back. being weird is your internet am i coming through okay on your side yeah okay you're good you're good over here maybe it's just a website issue regardless we're back we're gonna talk broncos cap we're gonna talk broncos free agency uh i'm start with the cap situation because there's this notion that the broncos are strapped that they're not gonna have much to do uh much money to be able to do anything with when free agency rolls around um, I think there is some truth to that if you're looking at the number as it stands today. Uh, but there's some maneuvering the Broncos can do, and I'm going to let you break that down a little bit. Um, so maybe let's talk about some of the moves that they can make to to clear up some space. Yeah. So there is a lot of restructuring that they can do with guys at the top, like Tim Patrick, Randy Gregory, Garrett Bowl, Simmons, Sutton, Wilson. Uh, even Brandon McManus, if they wanted to keep be Mac on the Rasta. Um, so, you know, restructuring means that they can maneuver some money into different years. You can even obviously add an extension year on that to help spread out the money a little bit to free up some cap space. So right now they currently sit, according to Sparac.com, uh, they sit at $3 million. $647,090 of available cap space heading into the 2023 season with a few moves. For instance, if they were to restructure Garibalds uh, and his $17 million cap figure. Additionally, they were to cut Jake Martin outside yep. linebacker. Um, that alone would free up $10 million. So then you're moving to about $13 million. Um, 
Additionally, there are guys like Freddie Swain who make a million, Wyatt Ray, your guy, uh, who make a million, who um, probably won't plan on being on the roster. You have Justin Strenad, who's your, you know, your your backup backup inside linebacker you can move off of, um, as well as Lloyd Cushenberry, who's about $3 million of saveable funds. Um, Mike Purcell, depending on if they were to try and offer him maybe an extension uh, at $3.7 million. Um, Brandon McManus at almost $5 million cap hit. Um, won't be back at that number, so say they moved on from BMAC. Chase Edmonds, who is at $6 million cap number. I yep. don't think you're going to bring up. It, it, as good as he looked, that seems like a uh, an expensive price tag. So just those moves alone plus Graham Glasgow, um, who likely will move on. He had a $14 million cap number. He'd save $11 million. The Broncos are at $39 million for yeah. uh, this upcoming season, obviously with a back-end first-round pick. Maybe you trade that for Sean Payton, et cetera. Um, you, the money that you need for your your draft uh, your draft class is much, much less. Yeah. So you probably got you know, $34, $35 million. So with that too, um, you know, you have to remember the old cash over cap. Yep. So, you know, essentially, uh, you know, cash spending is different than total spending. So, uh, you know, teams like the Rams, uh, the Browns, the Bills, um, the Saints, who have been really good at it over the past few years, have been uh, really cash heavy. So utilizing um, bonuses and those kind of things to spread out uh, some of the, the funds, which lowers initial cap hits. Uh, and so really, if you have cash that you can put into escrow, you have more opportunities to spread out the the, the cap numbers. Yeah. So you could, you know, you saw that with Randy Gregory. I think last year his cap hit was only about six million dollars. So you can do that, you know, and balloon on the back end where all of that money isn't guaranteed uh, to really lower, uh, you know, lower those those uh, those cap numbers until it'd probably be time to either cut or restructure that player anyway. But they get a lot of upfront cash money, so they want to sign the deal. Right. So I think the Broncos have an opportunity really to to make some impact in the free agent market. Yeah. I think cash over cap is so important to remember because I think it is you give yourself a little wiggle wiggle room by making some moves. Um, but that's not the end all be all. Right. Um, and when you have the the richest ownership group uh in the NFL, then that cash over cap means a lot more uh than within when we had uh maybe an ownership group that was a little more strapped as far as the liquidity right. uh, of right. of their uh funds. So I think that that's interesting. Uh, and I think that's and there's additional moves that obviously can and will be made. Uh, Ronald Darby's one we talked about that could potentially see him move on. Uh, I don't know if they will or not. Obviously, this is just uh, our best guess, but um, you can get up to forty plus mil in cap space, which could go a long way for this team, uh, which is exciting. I think fans are, uh, especially people on the outside looking in, probably aren't aware of how much flexibility they're could be some people we may just uh, some guys we may just see the Broncos move on from like you were talking about a guy like Cushenberry who's had his run here you know they may bring him back just because of the position group and and, and uh 
needing some uh, com- competition within that group right now. Mm-hmm. So some of those guys may stick, but you know, there's guys that have been around for a while that maybe haven't had the impact that you hope um, that when you, you know, and, and like you said, the turnover of the rosters is up to, what'd you say? 30 to 40% of your roster gets uh, over yep, every year. year. Yep. So some guys, you, there'll be some surprise guys. There'll be some guys that uh, inevitably just move on and, and uh, hopefully to greener pastures. But uh, let's talk about, I want to talk about the Broncos uh, free agents that you might bring back. We're talking about just guys that were on the Broncos this past year that you could see returning. Anyone that you would uh, bang the gavel for to try and bring them back that you would pound the table for. Um, obviously, the biggest names are like Draymond Jones, you know, Dalton Reisner's out there. We've got some offensive linemen like Calvin Anderson, Billy Turner, Tom Compton. Cream uh, Jackson's out there, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Anyone that you would uh, want the Broncos to kind of prioritize and bring it back? Uh, I think really, I think Draymond probably is the only one with a really strong case that is an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, uh, you know, Brett Rippon is restricted. Don't know mm-hmm. anyone that's going to offer him a ton. Maybe you keep him around. Uh, PJ Locke is a restricted free agent. That would be someone I would like to hang around. Same with his Sam Bassey. And then Jonas Griffith is a, um, is also a restricted free agent, right? So those would be some players I would like. Draymond's probably the only one I would bang the the table for, depending on that price point. Uh, You know, if he's wanting Bradley Chubb money, probably not. Um, But but I think there's a good case for him to stay. Alex Singleton and Latavius Murray showed a lot last year. Those would both be guys that I would love to have back, depending on what the number is. Um, I think it's a, a, a weak running back room. Obviously, if you move on with Chase Edmonds or, or you know, maybe you're able to get him at a reduced cost, you still need another back. Yeah. When you're waiting for Javante to heal. And maybe you don't want to utilize all your, your cap or your, sorry, your draft capital. Right. On, um, a backup running back or two. So those would be a couple guys that I would like back, to be honest with you, that probably is the list. Uh, you know, okay. Cam Fleming maybe is a competitive swing guy. Yeah. Um, that's about think, it. Yeah. The yeah. Mike Boone, the Mike Boone experiment was, eh, I think it's right. okay to move, you know, Kareem's going to be 35 next year. Uh, probably okay to move on there. Billy Turner, Tom Compton, neither of those guys really panned out. Right. And the Calvin Anderson experiment, for whatever way, shape, or form, they don't they don't see that in him. And right. uh, you know, I think that's kind of about it. And not not a lot of of ultra talented guys going on the way out. Yeah, I w- I would mostly agree. Uh, like you said, PJ Locke, I hope is someone that comes back. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. Like you said, he's restricted, so I don't know that he'll get a, a real huge offer anywhere else. So I think the like the end of him being back, I think, is probably pretty good. Um, I would like to see him bring you back either Calvin Anderson or Cam Fleming just for depth and competition. You know, I, I don't know that this offensive line free agent class is real deep. Um, so I think if you've got someone who's either A, has upside that you feel like you could still tap into, or B, has been consistent enough that you feel like in a spot you could throw them out there and you mm-hmm. don't do much, you hold on to one of those guys. Um 
So I think it's just dealer's choice. What do you what do you prefer? I would probably at this point, I'd probably say Cam Fleming just because I've been impressed, at least with his play in the running game, less so in the past production game. But he's come in in the spot and done his job. And I think we need more guys like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's been relatively healthy, which is also good. Um, I want, yeah, I mean, uh, Alex Singleton, I'd like to see back for the right price. Um, he obviously played great and is someone that I think if, if you're going to keep Josie, I think if you keep those two together, that they're, they're really productive pair. Um, I don't know what's, what's, um, the deal with, with, uh, Jonas Griffith though. You know, if he's, yeah, you know, he just, he lost favor. Yeah. Um, they got hurt. And then I think, you know, Alex Singleton kind of took that job and, uh, Jonas really didn't get another opportunity uh, and what that will look like. So I would be be interested to see what Singleton makes. I think it'd be easy and, and inexpensive to bring back Jonas. I think he yeah shown to be a, a pretty good player. Um, you know, even if that's your third linebacker, um, you know, Alex Singleton would be interesting on Spyrack. They, they have the market value set for him for um, sorry for Draymond. At three years, twenty-one million. Okay, uh, which is not horrible. No, if it was seven million dollars a year, uh, I would go for it. Yeah, some comparable numbers at age, stats. They had Fred Smoot, two years, ten million. Uh, Dietrich Weiss, four years, twenty-two million. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, two years, twelve million, and then Carl Lawson, three years, forty-five million. It's going to bring all those together, and it brings it around uh, seven to eight million dollar. Annual at that price, I absolutely would bring him back. I don't yeah. think he thinks he's, you know, that's the the right. market the for market him. For him, yeah. um, you know, Dalton Reisner. I it would have been nice for the you know the Colorado kid to kind of work out. I don't think he didn't really show enough, especially this yeah. last year. And then you know him going at it with uh with Rippin on the side, Rippin, not yeah. necessarily a sign of a leader. Um. Cam Fleming market value two point five million for a one year deal. I'd do that. You know, your swing tackle that, yeah. and come in and play multiple positions. I'd double. actually like to see uh maybe one of these running backs return. Just I think you can get a running back that'll that'll complement Javante, assuming he's back and healthy. Um, you don't necessarily need to bring one of these guys back. But you know, I think a guy like Latavius Murray is probably what someone that would help that locker room that that mm-hmm. is a journeyman that's going to go and do his job that's going to be reliable um you know it's going to pave the way for Javante to be the guy which uh Melvin Gordon had no interest in in sharing time with Javante you know he may have known in the back of his head that that was what's what was going to happen but uh you know, as as far as his demeanor, he's still a number one guy in his mind. So mm-hmm. if you can get a guy that knows his role, um, and I think role players are huge for teams like these. You know, I think to get back to where you want to be, you got to have guys that know their role. Um, and I think Latavius Murray is a guy that's shown time and time again that can do that. Marlon Max intriguing to me because I think he's probably cheap and I think still has some upside. Um, so I'd like to maybe see one of those guys come back. But again, we're talking like small, right? Small, yeah. Vetman, vetman deal. Yeah, would I bring Marlon Mack back for a vetman deal? I would, 
but only that because of his uh, his injury history. Again, getting yeah. this year, um, you hope that Javante can come back midseason or or something like that. Hopefully, um, to really kind of hoping to tread water a little bit. I wouldn't mind yeah. them taking a mid round flyer and running back, but uh, you know their their minimal draft capital is at a premium, so they uh, don't have a lot of of picks to be able to use. I think on guys who can't contribute sooner rather than later. Let's hop into uh, the bigger pool, the bigger free agent market pool. Uh, I'll throw out a few names of guys that you'd be interested in, in seeing the Broncos go after. Obviously, uh, you know, they're probably not going to be in on the the biggest uh, free agent uh, fish out there. But, you know, there's they still have, presumably will have a little bit of uh, cap manipulation that they can do to get after some guys. So who, who would you like to see them uh, look at? Yeah, I, I think that they can do a lot. It kind of depends. I think there's a lot of traction to be made in like the you know the mid the mid tier. Um I think that you can get some pretty good players around that. We talked about Dwayne Smoot, who uh kind of a comparable if a contract if Draymond Jones leaves, that would be a guy who's up for free agency that I think could play pretty well. Jordan Phillips from Buffalo. Yeah, uh, is a guy that I I kind of like. Manuel Mosley, San Francisco corner, I think is a really good player. Um, I think you can probably get him at a reasonable, reasonable contract, uh, yeah. in my opinion. And then I do think that there's some interior alignment if you're willing to maybe spend a little bit on a name. Jason Kelsey is a is a free agent center yes. going into next year, as is Rodney Hudson, who I think still playing at a pretty good level. Could get them on a one year deal. Uh, to help solidify inside, I think that that would be tremendous. Yeah, uh, something like that, I think, would be really good. Um, you know, and a guy like Jimmy Ward, who's a, a a pretty versatile player for San Francisco, is a good player. Then they can come in and uh, and help contribute. So I think there's a lot of guys. Jason Hargrave is a or Javon Hargrave is a free agent. Philly's going to lose like their entire defensive front um, yeah. this year, probably, but. Um, you know, Levante David is finally back up on the mm-hmm. um on the on the on the list. So there's I think that there's a lot of guys who can play. Um yeah. and some I think, especially some kind of inside line uh inside offensive linemen, interior offensive linemen, yeah, that are available that I think can come and contribute. So hopefully, yeah. uh hopefully the Broncos see that and and really attack the you know, the offensive line this offseason, which I assume that they will. For sure. Yeah, I'm looking, you know, through these names. I think that there's some interesting players. You know, I think you could bring guy, a guy in. Uh, I don't know what the the future of um, Kareem Jackson is with this team. I he's probably on the short list of, of guys that are going to yeah. return or that are going to be cut. Um you know, I think guys like Jordan Poyer, Jimmy Ward are both interesting guys that you could bring in, uh, you know, that you could manipulate uh, yep. their their uh, contracts to be uh, to work with this team. Uh, I like this guy last year. I don't know how he would fit. I guess it depends on what the defense looks like. But uh, Ioannidis, uh, Matthew Ioannidis, uh, yeah. that Carolina picked up, uh, he's just, you know, a guy that, that'll go and he's going to give you everything, every play. Um, and I think in a team that our pass rush really struggled, that he could bring something. 
Um, again, we'll have to see what that scheme looks like. It may not be the best fit. Um, obviously, Jason Kelsey would be great. You know, I don't know uh, if that's where he wants to be at that point in his career. If he's gonna, if he's gonna take a chance with a a rebuilding team. Um, and then I like, you know, guys like I don't know. Uh, where's the one? Who was I looking at? Uh, I mean, a guy like Marvin Jones, like a receiver that is reliable. I don't know that he's the exact guy that I would take for this team just because I think like Tim Patrick probably does that job better at this point in his career. But someone that's going to be reliable, I think we've put a lot of stock in young receivers, and I like what they bring to the table if they hit their stride. Yeah, But I don't know that we have anyone that's like truly reliable. You know, that's that's done been in this league and has done it for a long time. And that you can throw out there and feel confident. Like if you're if your top guy's out, we've got someone else who can step into that spot. You know, I think we saw that with with Tim Patrick going down was like, okay, who's our third guy? And and no one we we never really knew all season. And so it'd be nice, uh, as assuming everyone stays healthy, we'll be okay. That may not be an issue, but to have someone to be able to step up into that spot would be nice. Um yeah, and I think, Man, I think there's he, some there's some guys that can do that, right? I mean, you got yeah, yeah, um, you know, DJ Chark. Yeah, that would, that would be a you know, be a guy maybe as a, a number two. Who, like, who knows what what it's going to look like for Cortland and for and for Tim? Um, they probably got a plan for at least one of those guys not being here. KJ yeah. Hamler, who knows if that guy's gonna you know if he's gonna contribute anytime soon? I believe that's this is. Final year of his rookie deal. So I think that wide receiver is very much a need. And I I yes. think, and I wouldn't be upset again if you know maybe that was their first pick in the in the draft. I think it's really one of uh uh a really important thing to address. Like you said, there's some pretty good players. Paris Campbell, Miko Hardman, uh some guys with some speed that that maybe you could utilize a little bit different. So I agree. I think I would like them to add to that room, that's for sure. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you have to look at offensive line with this team just because it's right. been such a great need. I think any of those guys that you mentioned would be good. Um, I don't know. I tend to think, like, let's get some pass rushers in here. Uh, and it's all just going to depend. I think we probably, I don't know what the scheme's going to look like next year, but there's guys that fit fit both sides of those. I mean, a guy like Samson, Samson Ekibon, I think, is just a good addition to a team that needs. Uh, you know, that that's going to have rotational pressure. It's not going to be, you know, we don't have one guy that's going to get the job done all the time. So if right. we can bring in guys that fill a rotation that are going to be consistently getting pressure, I think that that's the route you go. Obviously, you don't yeah. want to overspend too much on, on one position. Uh, you know, Jordan Phillips would be fun. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Akeem Hicks, I don't know, you might hope that may be a little too too rich or, or Okunjobi, but um you know, so, yeah I don't, I don't think it is I, I think i don't think you ever can go wrong with really attacking you know the your your front you know your your defensive front and, and your right. offensive line and i think if those can be stout you're seeing that right now with the with the eagles uh you've seen that a little bit with the chiefs right they invested heavily in those two areas and they're getting good production same with the 49ers right? i mean that's that's their their bread and butter um and same with uh uh 
with the Bengals. The Bengals had a lot of injuries, but that was their their attack plan. They went and spent a lot, you know, their the defensive front again too. So I like it. You know, I'm that I'm that guy. I think if you can have a, you know pretty stout up front, you can make average guys in the skill positions look pretty good. That said, you do need an elite number one wide receiver. Maybe Jerry's that, um, but maybe he's not. So I think having that position address would be nice too. I don't think we need him, but I love Jesse Bates. Yeah, I think yeah, you know, yeah. Um, him and him and Justin Simmons would be like that <laughs> Spider Man meme, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I, I love him. I love the way he plays. Uh, Levante David, though, you did mention him, and he's one that I'd be interested in just because, uh, again, I just love the way he plays. And he's he's smart. He's athletic. I think he feels if you if you're gonna lose Josie potentially, um, and and Jonas maybe even or Singleton, any combination of those guys, yeah. you know, you're gonna have to need someone. You're gonna need someone to come in and fill in those gaps. He's 33. You know, he's not a spring chicken, but uh, he still plays at a high level. And he's a playmaker, and we need more yeah. playmakers on this defense. And having some, you know, additional leadership, I think that that can't be, yeah, can't be lost. Um, Aziz Al Shahir is a really nice linebacker too. That uh, for, yeah. for San Francisco, that I like. Uh, you know, if they if they were to maybe cut Joe's and go younger, whatever that might be, you know, getting some some nasty back there, I think would be great. Not necessarily a move I would request, but you know, a guy like David, I think you're bringing in for. He knows how to win. He's done it. You know, he's he's been an All Pro. He's been a, a Super Bowl champion. I think bringing in some guys like that that can uproot the culture would be uh, would be welcome for sure. Also, looking at a guy like Hayden Hurst, who I think has been impactful with yeah with Cincinnati. It's just yeah. What other guy we're gonna we're gonna lose Sauber probably. So, uh, and on obviously Alberto has lost favor for whatever reason. So maybe you bring in someone that is a, more of a vet has a little more presence and right. can coach along a guy like uh, our, what, why did I just blank our young tight end? Craig Dulcich. Dulcich. Thank you. Yeah, it's real G's moving silence. It, it's still money. Or it's still Monday. It's still Monday. It's still <laughs> Monday. No money. <laughs> still uh, for money. sure. For sure, bro. I get it. Though. I mean, yeah. You know, that I think really giving up the vet presence, bringing in some guys that know how to win, you know, like you said, reliable, reliable players. You brought that up with yeah. the right receiver room. I think that kind of goes across the board. People that you know you can count on. Uh, the the team I think has leaned too much on the what if potential. And I think getting to uh, to you know pretty stout um, or uh, predictable. Yeah, you know, what they're going to get, I think, would be good for this group for sure. And then bring back Joe Flacco as a backup quarterback. Elite. <laughs> Oh, just kidding, just kidding. I don't, I don't think I had to say that, but I'm just making sure no one took me seriously. <laughs> How about Jamal Williams? Uh, how that guy's gonna get paid? I love Jamal. Oh uh, my god, I think he'd be phenomenal. I think what you'd want to spend on him and what they need probably does go hand in hand. But I'd love it. I, yeah, love, that. Yeah. I love it. I'm just like and, looking at guys that, I and love. they need that. You know, I think that's what Latavius Murray brought, but I think they need that a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we're gonna cut it here today. Uh, Doc, thanks for giving us some time today. Uh, if you are a fan, reach out, talk to us, let us know what you're thinking about. We're going to move into some draft stuff soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably next next pod we do, unless mm-hmm. there's a big breaking news, which Doc is kind of predicting. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we may we may be too 
two episodes out from draft talk, but yeah, uh, we've got some uh, senior bowl coming up. We got the shrine game coming up. We got uh, the combine coming up pretty soon here. So, uh, and we're all big draft guys. So we're definitely going to jump into that in the next right. few months, which I'm thrilled about. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about it. I'm stoked, man. It's that time. It's that time. And I feel like this is like when I start buckling down and actually really looking into to guys and, and finding who I finding my diamonds in the rough, uh-huh. so to speak. That's just the fun part is like, right. oh, I know about this guy. And then you just pretend like he's going to be a sure thing because right. no one really knows. But it's fun like to pretend. pretend. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you again. Let's uh, let's cut it here, but we will be back soon. Uh, be kind to each other. Be safe out there, and let's go Broncos. Hey, go Broncos. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.